You are listening to episode 169 of This is Type 1. Today I'm talking about why you aren't feeling better and three things that you can do to change that. Now I'm not talking about how you physically feel day to day, but rather your emotions. There is a pretty significant difference between the emotions that you feel and physical sensations in your body, whether or not they ca- they're actually caused by blood sugars. So how we talk about it in life coaching is that a sensation is a physical thing or touch on your body, something like your body's reaction to hot or cold. So you feel cold. That's a physical sensation. It's a touch on the arm. It's physical pain. Now, there are some internal sensations that we call emotions like tightness in the shoulders, tenseness in the chest, maybe a throbbing or a tightness in your throat. just depends on the emotion that you're feeling. And everybody is going to have different sensations that they label as feelings in their body. But it's important to distinguish between feeling bad emotionally and feeling bad physically because they're very different. You can absolutely have physical sensations in your body that feel bad to you that are caused by blood sugars. I'm not going to minimize that. I have those same effects too, especially when my blood sugar is high. We all like we all do. We all get the nausea. We get the dry mouth. We get the uh, headache. We get all of those symptoms that are associated with a high blood sugar. Those are physical sensations. They're not emotions that we would want to somehow fix. Now, this leads me to my next point that life is 50-50. It's 50% positive, 50% 50 negative. And that's not to say that every day you're going to have half and half or not even every week you're going to have half and half. But in the grand scheme, I believe that the balance of life is going to turn out to be 50-50. I mean, we all have examples of times where everything is going amazing. You're getting really good feedback at work. You have all of your projects in on time. You're having an amazing time with your family. Like everything hits the mark. And then it seems like, bam, everything in your life other than those things falls apart. And it's like, The rest of your life is reminding you that, yes, there are still bad things that you have to deal with. And the problem that we run into is this tug of war between feeling good and feeling bad. And since our brains tend toward the negativity side, it's easier to feel bad all the time and wish that you felt good and think that if you're not feeling good all of the time, then something has gone wrong. We've actually been socialized to believe that we should be happy all of the time. But in reality, there are 100% moments that we don't want to feel happy. There are moments where we want to feel unhappy, sad, outraged, resentful, like any of the buffet of emotions on the negative side of the spectrum that we label them as. There are times and places to be feeling that negatively. But because we've been socialized to think that we should be happy all the time, our brains actually see this as unattainable. So despite having been socialized to believe this, our brains are actually onto it, like onto us. Our brains don't believe it's actually possible. So the higher part of our brains, the prefrontal cortex, thinks that we should be happy all of the time. That's the logical reasoning part of our brain. But our lower hind brain, the primitive brain part of our anatomy, it sees that as unattainable and it knows that happiness 100% of the time is unattainable. And so to cover for that, we end up buffering. And that just means we're 
avoiding the negative emotions by layering something on top of it that has a net negative effect in our life. So usually that shows up in the form of overeating. So you're eating more food than your body needs. It shows up with scrolling social media. And don't get me wrong, there are times and places to be going through social media, especially if you're using it intentionally for a business purpose or trying to stay connected with your friends and family, things like that. But if you wake up in the morning and (laughs) they call it the roll and scroll, immediately start your day with scrolling through social media and wonder how an hour passed without you getting out of bed, that is, that's possibly a form of buffering is you're buffering with social media. Another big one is alcohol. Over drinking is a huge problem in the United States. And there is an entire coaching program inside the group that I'm in called self-coaching scholars that deals with over drinking. And there are, there are plenty of uh, life coach school certified coaches that specifically coach on over drinking. The one I'm thinking of in particular, her name is Rachel Hart, and she is very good at what she does. So if you do have a problem with over drinking, I would highly recommend her. Other things that we can buffer with, Netflix. So insert your streaming service of choice there. But we can often over-consume media. We can over-consume news. We can over-consume TV shows, movies, novellas, like anything on that spectrum of things that are put in place, that we put in place to protect ourselves from those negative emotions. And over-consuming can also be shopping. So if you are a stress shopper, that might be something that you are buffering with. When we buffer like this, we are actually increasing the emotional distance between us now and the positive emotions that we want. And what if you want to picture this in like circle form, picture just a circle split down the middle on the left side is all of the positive emotions. And on the right side are all of the negative emotions. What buffering does is it adds a huge crescent moon on the outside of that negative emotion side of the circle so that if you actually want to reach the state where you have a healthy balance between negative and positive, you actually have to stop buffering, which means getting rid of that extra crescent and move through all of those negative emotions you've been avoiding to be able to access the more positive emotions on that side of the circle. Diabetes compounds the difficulty that we have going through this because there is that very real physical impact that blood sugars have. Now, at this point, I want to bring up something that I've heard called spoon theory. I don't remember who came up with this, but shout out to Lauren, who one of my friends, she told me about this spoon theory. And the basis is that every day, no matter who you are, you wake up with a certain number of spoons. And as you go throughout your day, you exchange spoons for energy. So your like your spoons are your energy when you're doing things, when you're dealing with life, when you're going through the motions, all, all that stuff. Every time you make a transaction, so to say, you lose a spoon. And the thing is, you're not going to wake up every day with the same number of spoons. You might have a chronic illness like type 1 diabetes. And so your base level of spoons is going to be lower than somebody who does not have type 1 diabetes. The same is true for any other kind of chronic illness or autoimmune condition where your spoons when you wake up are just below the number of spoons that somebody else who doesn't have to deal with that might be waking up with. The same thing is with families who have small children. The parents in those families might wake up after a night to where they didn't sleep very well with fewer spoons than they would have otherwise woken up with. So the things that we deal with day to day can impact the number of spoons that we wake up with the next morning. And therefore we have 
like less to work with. And the thing about having a chronic condition like type 1 diabetes is that no matter how many spoons you wake up with, even if your baseline is lower because of this condition, a certain percentage of your spoons is always going to be dedicated to handling that type 1 diabetes. So I want us to be very like cognizant and aware that our best every day is going to be different. We try to, we get into this trap that we think the best that we can give every day and you do your best, like just do your best is what people say. But the truth is your best is going to vary and your best is going to depend on how many spoons you have and how many spoons you have when you wake up in the morning might depend on what your blood sugars were the day before because of that physical effect that blood sugars have on your energy, on how you operate during the day. So just having that base level of awareness about what's going on in your body, what's going on in your brain and how your energy levels fluctuate from day to day, that is going to have a really, really significant impact on whether or not you're going to feel better the next day. I honestly think that true happiness comes when you accept that half of life will not be positive. And once you accept that and once you really embrace it, it becomes so much easier to handle all of those negative emotions because you're not resisting their existence in the first place. A lot of the times what happens is we feel something negative and we immediately think that we shouldn't be feeling that. And so therefore we're fighting reality. And as Byron Katie has said, when you argue with reality, you lose, but only 100% of the time. So it's important to understand that acceptance is the starting point. And once you start, you can start taking baby steps towards feeling better in different ways. And I did promise to give you three things that you can do right now to feel better. And here they are. The first one is to be honest about what you're doing right now that makes your emotional life worse. So that goes back to the buffering section that I talked about earlier. What are you buffering with? Are you buffering with social media, with eating, with alcohol, with overconsuming, with media, with watching too many movies or TV shows or whatever? Identify those things in your life. And it's not to say that identifying them means getting rid of them. It just means acknowledging that they're there so that you have a baseline to, to work with. The next step is to decide the story that you're going to tell yourself about those things. How are you going to learn from that experience without judgment? That's just a following up from the first one is once you have that list of things that you are doing to make your emotional life worse, decide how you want to think about those things on purpose. That doesn't mean immediately axing them. That just means getting rid of the judgment from your life about them and about you doing them and deciding how you want to move forward, having learned from that experience, not shooting yourself or thinking to yourself that you you should have known better, which just goes under shooting yourself, but taking all of the judgment out of it so that you can move forward. And then the last step I have for you is to recognize and accept that life is not always going to be amazing. But the more willing you are to experience the not so amazing bits, I would put money on you feeling better overall if you learn how to handle everything in your day-to-day life. Not pushing against it, not resisting it, but learning how to accept and handle it. Now it's your turn. Are you struggling to figure this out on your own? Then I invite you to join us over in the Half Dead Pancreas Club VIP, where you can get help from peers and from me. Not just 
in podcast form, but actually getting your specific questions answered. And you can do that by going to inspiredforward.com slash community. Remember, you control your diabetes. It doesn't control you. Hey, if you like what you're listening to on this podcast, you have to join us in the Half Dead Pancreas Club. It's my private community where you'll connect face-to-face with other people with type 1 diabetes, get personalized emotional support, and learn how to handle anything T1D throws at you. Join us over at inspiredforward.com community. I can't wait to see you there.